Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. We've got myself, Caleb, we've got Adam, and then to try to broker some sort of peace, we have Rhiannon back with us this week. She actually considered listening to it, but she did not. I did, I did. Like, it sounds like you guys uh, had some feelings last week. I mean, according to people commenting on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I didn't go so far. That I was not here for, I believe. And I did. But I listened to them while they like sit on, the- on Sunday. All the D23. Much news last time. We have uh, effectively zero news today. Adam, is there. I mean, you're our, our official journalist. Has there been anything that has happened in the world of Marvel comics? And TV? Really, the, the biggest news that came out. Um. Well, and Popeyes ran out of chicken apparently. Uh, oh, how did I miss the Popeyes chicken sandwich? That's that's bad. that's what else I got pissed off with you about. That's exactly what I got mad with you about. Why'd you bring that up? That was eating at me from the inside. I'm like, man, Caleb pissed me off again this week. What was it? And that's it. It's the whole Chick Fil A Popeyes thing. I'm not even being critical of Popeyes. I'm just saying. If you have a product that is apparently so good, it would be nice of you to have enough stock that I could try it. That's all. I don't think but they realized it was, it was that good. But it was, yeah, they didn't realize it. Was, it's the first time they've ever had chicken sandwiches, and you're still not giving them a break. Which my yeah, mind is still is. trying to wrap around the fact that Popeye's never had chicken sandwiches before. Yeah, yeah. I cannot like, believe they have they chicken strips. Thought, oh, let's put this on a bun. <laughs> yeah, like KFC has taken their chicken strips and just thrown them on a bun. But, like, Popeyes has never done that? Like, I don't know. I gotta tell you guys, I cannot wait to try this Popeyes chicken sandwich. We are, we might, you know what we might have to do? We might have to devolve into a uh, weekly, you're keeping up with House of X and Powers of Ten, right? I haven't got to read House of X yet. Dude, how can we devolve into anything else? There's going to be 43 TV shows next year that we're going to have to talk about. They're going to come out weekly. That was news. the last free time we ever had. Yeah, th- well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's going on now, and it'll be done, what, in the, at the end of September, maybe? But they're going to come out weekly, so we're going to, like, weekly have, like, five different shows to talk about. And then these, like, 43 movies. Right, but that's way after the, the, these cultural phenomenon, genre-changing comics are done. I don't know. As tired as I am today, I couldn't make it through three pages of a Hickman book. All right, let's actually... I don't know how much of this I can use. Let's go. Uh, we will talk a little bit about Spider-Man. Um, Tom Holland has made done a couple interviews where he has said um, things about the next one's going to be great, and it's going to be totally new, and it's going to be very personal and special to him. Um He's just been very positive about Sony and that it's going to be, it's going to keep on being wonderful. Uh, Rhiannon, you were not here last week. I'm sure our listeners would love to know what you're thinking about all the Spider-Man stuff. But one, with just those comments from Tom Holland, kid doesn't know anything. I mean, like, he probably knows nothing. Like, he's been given PR things to say, and he's saying them because he's a good Spider MCU. Like, oh my god, where is the MCU going to go from here? All they have left now is Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Winter Soldier, and Scarlet Witch. 
Falcon. Shang Shovel. I mean, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy. um, Where? Take a chance. Maybe working with Feige, they learn stuff. This might have. Maybe working with Feige, they learn stuff. Maybe through this process, they learned how to make a really good movie. Maybe now they will go back and they have this character. I mean, for them, basically, they had somebody develop a kick-butt Spider-Man. And now they get to use that Spider-Man on their own. It's like having somebody develop an awesome product for you and now you get to sell it. You can still fall on your face, but maybe it'll be okay. So, I mean, it is what it is. I There's plenty of stuff left in the MCU. Tom Holland still gets to be Spider-Man. It's not like he's being recast. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. I would hate for Tom Holland to stop being Spider-Man right now. Um, I, yes, I loved the chemistry. I loved seeing him with Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, who is still in the MCU. I just, the MCU isn't one for characters, and I think they'll be just fine without him. And he still gets to go and make his movies, and maybe they'll be good. That's very reasonable, Rhiannon. I just, it's not nearly the outrage that I was hoping for. (laughs) I probably, if we had recorded, like, the day after this news came out, might have had a different response. But I've had a chance to read a lot of, like, really sane responses. And, like, I don't know. The Amazon is on fire. There's hurricanes in the Caribbean. I can't get that upset over Spider-Man being with Sony. Like, it's not even, we're not getting any more Spider-Man. Like, for all we know, I'm not getting any more Daredevil. But you are getting more Spider-Man. You're just not getting the executive producer that you want. Go. Expletive, expletive. Like. Get more Daredevil. It just may not be the same actor that you like. Yeah, in like 10 years. We don't know, that but you know you're getting more maybe, Spider-Man. Maybe. You know you're getting Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Uh, I, I don't, like, like my sympathy is just, like, you know, tiny violent right now. So, Adam, I'm interested in your take. There were a couple things that have come out. There's a suggestion. Apparently, Tom Holland was at a Comic-Con on Sunday. Keystone Comic-Con. Yes, and there's there's rumors, or claims... That uh, basically Marvel came out and told fans not to ask him any questions about the Sony deal because it might hurt ongoing negotiations about Spider-Man. Marvel came out? Uh, Not Marvel. um, Somebody from the Comic-Con. Do you think, A, that they said it, and B, do you think it's true if they said it? (laughs) No. 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 Absolutely scoopers man uh sure maybe i mean negotiations are pretty much always ongoing you know i mean we saw that between between fox and disney i mean with the whole ego thing and all sorts of other different um very very minor character changes so obviously there's always going to be some talks happening and stuff but people are holding out hope man you can't scroll through through reddit without saying oh something's going to happen something's going to happen um, but, but like I said last week, man, I, I really do think this deal is, um, a lot, 
how do I want to say it? Um, a lot less likely than what people are hoping for. You know, I mean, Kevin wouldn't have come out and said the things he did, um, you know, if there were still active ongoing talks. I, w- I would hope, right? Um, and I haven't followed every piece of that. Has Kevin even been like, anything is possible? No, he said the deal was never infinite. They knew what they were getting, and um, that was that. So, But then at the same time, you know, Disney and Marvel, they, they almost have this. Uh, is it psychopathic? Is it sociopathic stuff about leaving both fans and um, media anxious? You know, it's, it's very, there's a point of keeping stuff secret, and then there's, there's a whole other level. Um, which is downright lying. Um, but that's a topic for another day. I don't know. I, I totally I totally get where the fans are coming from. They're holding out hope and stuff. Um, but at the same time, man, you're it's going to end up it's going to end up hurting the property more than it does this whole this whole movement. Well, and what I thought was weird about that story is it's like one person on Twitter that was at that comic convention said that Surely there were thousands of people in that room, right? Like you think that there might have been more than just the one uh one person saying it. I've seen so much stuff get twisted at cons. Like the dude next to him was probably like, Don't ask that question, it might screw up the deal. And then it turned into somebody on stage, you know. Like I mean But it's interesting that Feige was like, Oh, the deal is never infinite. I mean, that is indefinite. I mean, you know. Because that is more definitive than anything that's been said about the Netflix shows. Like, all of them, Marvel has danced around and been like, well, you never know what'll happen. You know, maybe we'll see these characters again. Jeff Loeb frickin' winked at a Save Daredevil girl. Just, you know, upon that question. That's pretty definitive in Marvel speak. Yeah, the one thing I thought was odd that we didn't talk about Sunday, did it feel to you guys like Holland and Kevin Feige had almost the same talking points? Like, they use very similar phraseology as far as, like, it was five great movies and we're really proud of what we've done. And clearly it's a script they gave Tom because he said the same thing to, like, two or three different interviewers. I mean, I, I don't want to be all conspiracy theorist about it, but I sense that, like, there is some cooperation going on in as much as, like, they're coordinating their PR. No, I would just say good PR is good PR. Um, I mean, the media notes or, or talking points are going to be distributed all the time, um, regardless of situations, right? I It wouldn't surprise me if um, – once someone signs on, you know, for each property, they get a, a sheet of what they... Didn't we see that? One um, can say and can't say type sheet leaked one time, I, I think. I can't remember what it was for. Maybe it was a X-Men property or something. But, I mean, th- this stuff leaks all the time. I mean, it's... If you're doing your job in PR, you would think it's... Um, it's going to sound the same thing. I would say I don't. I don't think there's there's common talking points between the two teams. Um, but at the same time, you know they are going to sound similar because I don't think um, either company wants to burn that bridge, right? Because if 
if Sony messes this all up, obviously someday they're going to go back to Disney and say, hey, take this back, help us help us do this again, right? Well, and we don't know the details of Tom Holland's contract, but he gets residuals on those five movies, and he'll make money on the residuals of these future ones. He has a reason to be political about it. And um, Feige is a politician, if nothing. I mean... He's he's out there as the PR person for Marvel. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's weird. Well, and we shouldn't. I you know I think a lot of people are going to extremes. Like the deal will be broken tomorrow, or Spider Man's never coming back. And I just think there's a ton of in between there. Like I think it's possible they're not working on a new deal currently, and that a new deal could happen before we see the next Spider Man movie. You know, like. I don't know, three or four months from now, something changes. There's a conversation. Somebody runs into somebody and they start talking. Like, I just think there's a lot of permutations of what could happen. And so, you know, it's not all or nothing. Like, playing the long game and seeing if people feel different. You know, I don't know. They get Maybe they work on a script and they can just tell, no, the script isn't what we need. We really need Feige's eyes on this. And maybe things change, you know. Are you going to dress up in Storm Stoney? No, I'm not going uh, this weekend to see the Spider-Man re-release, though. That's for sure. Jeez. Going to take away that $13 from him. Because, like, hot scoop right here. Some of the Spider-Man folks reached out to the Save Daredevil folks, asking them for advice on how to... No, 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 I'm sorry. Asking them to set up the Save Spider-Man or whatever... To help them plan to storm Sony. Save Daredevil folks were like, yeah. nah, we good. Good, thank Jesus, man. The Save Daredevil people should teach them decorum or something, man. I thought, I gave, you know how much I gave, uh, you know how much I gave Shadowhunters peoples? And then Spider-Man just totally blew that reputation out of the water, man. Have you visited Save Spider-Man hashtag? Adam, you're, you're really committed to this take if you're now giving uh, Save Daredevil people credit for being uh, reasonable and not too excited about this stuff. So the Save, the Save Daredevil crew actually tried to have a New York Comic Con panel. We put it together. It was a cool panel. We had put, like, several other fandoms together, and it was going to be a Save Our Show panel, like, how to run a successful Save Our Show campaign. And uh, they were denied. We were denied. Um, So we could have educated these folks on how to be reasonably insane. How about that? Yes. Not insane, insane. (laughs) Yeah. There's lines. Lines. So one more news story that was kind of along these lines, and this is Adam. Hopefully I will start to come back to sanity for you a little bit. Uh, there was conversations with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans this week where they used phrases like, we kind of understood it was time to get off the train. You know, you want to be done with these movies before they kick you out. And just kind of these conversations about how Cap and Iron Man... Uh, that they wanted to leave gracefully because they knew at some point those characters would be rotated out of the MCU anyway. I think this is a new part of the MCU experience that we got to start getting used to is that characters are going to rotate out because there's just no way for that many characters to meaningfully exist in a universe. Right? Like, this is where I'm starting to calm down on Spidey is that there's just no way that all of the Marvel characters could all be active in movies at the same time. I mean, and 
Endgame did an incredible job to balance it all. But if we're going to have more, we got to... And it's been this way in the comics. Like, when you read in the Infinity Gauntlet, they kill half the characters in the universe in the first, like, 15 or 20 pages because they knew they couldn't tell a good story with that big of a cast of characters. And so... I'm starting to come around to the idea. I don't like Spidey gone, but it's possible that, you know, to make room for a Miss Marvel, we've got to get rid of a Spidey. And I'm starting to at least come to grips with that possibility. And that That's what's so, so bonkers, man. You have people saying, oh, we have to wait X amount for Wolverine and Cyclops. But hey, give us back Spider-Man. It's like, come on. With everything they have coming. I mean, that's the, the, the that's kind of where my Daredevil comment came from earlier man i mean they're planning on doing so much the the three new shows there's no way they can fit that into 2021 you know so they've already extended um phase four out at least 2022 probably black panther and all that can you imagine if they squeeze those three shows into 2021 that's what six shows and three movies in one year no, the the new three, um, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk. You know, plus, what was it, Hawkeye, What If? Yeah. And, and Loki and Scarlet. Yeah, it'd, it'd be right. seven shows well, in that year. So, it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's... There's there's probably some truth uh, about Kev's play being too full there. What if they suck? So, so that's, that's another, another thing. thing. Do you guys think Kevin can fail? I mean, he's doing a lot. He's doing a lot more than he's done before. Do you think... There's... I mean, we don't know that Kevin can pace a TV series. Right. There's going to be... Sometime there's going to be a misfire. And Caleb did bring up this good point. You know, they're developing these producers in-house. You know, the, they have all these people that worked as PAs on Iron Man that are now suddenly executive producers, you know? Um, and one of these times, you know, someone's gonna get a movie and it's going to be a misfire. I think what's hard though, is people have been playing that game for a long time of trying to predict what's going to fail. And then none of them have really, so, you know, so I'm not saying it won't happen. I just think we won't, it'll be hard to see it coming. What's a, what's our standard for fail? Cause I mean, look at, um, yeah, right. Well, that was that was a miss right there. Um, but like I mean, you guys are setting I, up and spiking one another on those Ant Man and the Lost jokes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying, saying Captain Marvel's a fail by any means, but it didn't even get in the '80s on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Yeah, but it made 1.2 billion dollars. So, right. But I mean, Venom made 800 million. TV shows won't have that kind of metric. You won't be able to see how much money they made. But, I mean, you guys know the reception of an Iron Fist versus the reception of Daredevil. Like, if a show isn't good, it'll be not good. I mean, it might be not for you. That's where, you know, with all of these shows, there's going to be stuff we're not interested in. I mean... Can you imagine if these shows are like The Defenders? Can you imagine if they're like Runaways? Oh, no. I mean, there are plenty of people that like Defenders. You say Feige doesn't know, like, hasn't done TV pacing, but are these even going to be TV? Like, 
I feel like these are completely new art form they're creating. They're going to be a week to week. They're going to be what yeah. six episodes, most yep. of them. So I mean, yeah, like pacing over six episodes is going to be like Infinity War and Endgame. But I mean, there's you're doing six weeks to week to week episodes. They have to do things that like hold you at the end so that you want to tune in next week. I mean, it is a different world. There is different construction. I mean, granted, you can hire people that know that crap, but and and I'm sure everybody's lining up to do whatever for Feige, but they could fail. So, do we know for sure these are going to be week to week? I know that. Yeah, yeah, they announced that this week. Well. So I know we heard that the Mandalorian is going to be week to week, but they also are talking about the Mandalorian as a television show that has different directors every week. Whereas the Marvel model is that they're going to have one director for all, you know, like there's already some big differences between the Mandalorian and these series that Marvel studios is producing. That is because Kevin Feige is too proud to actually call them television shows first and foremost. Mandalorian is also, is it 13 episodes? I think 10. 10 to 13. I'm not trying to be contrarian. I saw a lot of stuff about week to week. I just don't know if the fact that Mandalorian or that weird Jeff Goldblum show, like just because those are week to week, I don't know if that guarantees that Marvel Studios will be week to week. Thank you for saying that there's a gold, Jeff Goldblum show. I thought maybe he just showed up to be weird. Have you seen the trailer for it? No. I didn't know there was a show. Disney said, let's take a camera crew and just follow Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum. And that's the show. And it'll be a hit. It'll be incredible. His, uh, his, you guys have seen the interview, right? Yeah. It's so amazing. The Tom Holland, Jeff Goldblum interview. Yes. Uh, let's jump into our main conversation. I think Rihanna, let me ask you this. Did you ever finish Legion? No, turns out I don't have FX. I did when the season started. Um, I'm just laughing because all, like, you kept going on and on about, oh, FX doing Daredevil would be so good. That'd be great. I can't, I hope FX gets Daredevil. Oh, wait, I don't have FX. (laughs) I thought FX, like, I swear season two of Legion, I mean, I didn't have it. I definitely didn't have it when we did season two of Legion. And the episodes were on Hulu a week later. So... A couple weeks ago, I opened Hulu, and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to binge Legion, and none of it was there. None of season three was there. So I might be changing my FX feelings because they're not on Hulu the next week. Uh, no, but I still like the idea. I would I would get FX for Daredevil. Do you have parents that have cable? Yes. Okay. Yes. They were stealing my Netflix subscription when I had it. Just say, you know, FX has a website and all you have to do is have your, and I'm, if they're like my parents, it'll be easy enough to figure out the password. So yeah, yeah, no, I know. I probably could just, I could probably pull it up on my laptop and it would be right there. I was just trying to do it from my actual TV. Um, but no, I apologize. I did not catch up on Legion. That's okay. I was just going to grab, do a little conversation about that if you had. Yeah, but I watched, um, because somebody posted a clip from it, and I was like, ooh, I'll watch it, and maybe that'll make me really excited to watch Legion. And it was so boring. So, um... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it was it was a song thing, and I really, really liked the song. It was Pink Floyd. I 
Yeah, yeah. I cannot get excited to go and watch Legion. I am philosophically thrilled with the way they ended it, while at the same time being relatively bored on an entertainment perspective. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I might just skip to the last episode. All right. Um, so here's what we thought we'd do. We were inspired by our buddy Charles Murphy, who uh, put up his rankings of how excited he is by the 14 projects coming from Marvel. Um, and so we thought we might do something kind of similar and talk through uh, what we are interested in. So uh, how do you guys want to do this? Should I go like chronologically through them and you can tell me where you ranked it? Or do you want to go? Okay. What would no, you like know. to do, Adam? Just moaning. <laughs> just moaning. To moan. Okay. <laughs> We could also start at fourteen for all of us and work our way up. Okay. Oh crap! I didn't. I didn't study a makeup list. Okay. Let me pull up Charles's list so I know what the fourteen shows are. Are we gonna do all? Our, are we gonna do all? Or, all fourteen, or do we want to do top fives, or what? Let's do. Tell you what, we'll do top. Or maybe, maybe your first idea was best if you go chronologically. That way, we're not jumping all around the spot, right? Yeah, yeah, and and you know, even if you don't have a full fourteen, you can tell me approximately where you think it would be. Okay, so let the record reflect. Rhiannon just said that she was going to look for a list, and she's too busy <laughs> talking with me. She's on Twitter, totally so she's totally now not looking for the I list. I was totally right now. looking for the list. I sent that tweet right before I started looking for the list. Who's looking at their Twitter now? All right, let's start out with Black Widow. This is the one we've known has been around the longest. Uh, maybe you guys saw some of those pirated kind of clips because they showed some stuff at D23 that people put on Twitter. Mostly her scissor kicking and throwing people around. Uh, we've seen the white costume. As we stand now, where is Black Widow roughly on your 1 to 14 on your excitement scale? So before Andy Park posted his um, initial concept art um, or teaser poster. I had that 13 out of 14. <clears throat> but the second he posted that, I would say that bumped it up to five. Because David Harbour looks killer as Red Guardian. That Red Guardian look is incredible. Um, it appears like we're going to get like, a um, a super kick-ass team of Black Widows. I guess there was, we had, um, obviously ScarJo was front and center, then Florence Pugh, and then there was two other, um, did I say her last name right? It's Florence Pugh, right? I assume so, yes. That's how I've been Um, saying. and then two other, um, unnamed, uncast characters behind Pugh. So, um... Yeah, I would say number five, I have Black Widow on my most anticipated movies. I'm warming up to that significantly. I'm putting it between 11 and 14 because okay. David Harbour in a costume is not going to do me. Do it for you, you mean? Or, <laughs> <laughs> or both. I think you maybe mean both. Do it for me. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do me either, but, you know... I don't know that I would turn him away, but I'm not. He did just break up with his girlfriend or fiance or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm not getting all excited about this movie because of David Harbour in a costume, which I think we need a podcast about at some point. Like, why does a costume take you from number 10 to number four? 
You know, like badass. Because it looks badass. Plus, my favorite color is red, so that influenced heavily. Yeah, that's why you're an Iron Fist fan. I don't know what that meant. Because your favorite color is red. I don't know what that means. Because your favorite color is red. I don't. I kind of get it though, Adam. Because like for me, it took it from this is going to be a generic spy movie that happens to have a Marvel title on it to this is going to be a comic book movie. You know, like that's to me that's what the David Harbor costume did was tell me that. This is not like a discarded Born trilogy movie that they like threw Natasha's name onto. So I think that's what excites me. I had it right in the middle, like eight. The thing I'm excited about is I do like, um, I kind of miss having more like Winter Soldier type action movies, like practical effects and a lot of hand-to-hand combat. As we moved closer and closer to Infinity War, there was a whole lot more, like, laser beams and, you know, people flying and Pegasuses and all that kind of stuff. And so, to have action pieces that are just two people beating each other up kind of scratches that Winter Soldier, Black Panther, Daredevil itch that has not been scratched for a few years now with Marvel. Eternals is next up. Uh, where are you guys feeling about Eternals? Have it at three, but it, the reverse, um, the reverse Black Widow effect. That um, new poster that came out with just the solo Celestial, um, plus the D twenty three costumes and all that. It's it is cooling off, man. Um, I have it at three now, but it is. It's drop, and it certainly has the uh, trending down arrow. So costume design is the biggest deal for you, is what we're, we're learning. I don't know. Between the, the, the two posters make it look like it's a Michael Bay Transformers movie, and that's the last thing I want. I, this one could move around a lot for me, but I'm, like, between 7 and 12. It could move way high. I mean, they could do stuff when they start releasing and introduce me to what they're going to do with the show. It could move way up. Or way down. I've got it at six just because I do hope that this will be a fascinating genre exploration for them. Like just little stuff like the fact that they're doing this on film instead of digital. And that they have like this, you know, an indie director that's kind of done more serious stuff. Like I think this is we talked about this last week. This is a big risk movie. They're either going to hit a total home run here and this is going to be a new standard for like serious epic Marvel, or this is just going to feel weird and out of place in the universe. Like I think it's one or the other. And so my expectation for it is a little high. Just also as someone who likes the inhumans and who thinks I'll never see a good inhumans thing ever made, this becomes like the surrogate, like, well, at least maybe I can get something with the eternals, you know? I don't know, man. Hot off the presses, we got this cover just reported moments ago that Marvel Studios is, in fact, rebooting Inhumans. You're joking, right? Oh, that's a real headline I just read on Twitter from We Got This Covered. From We Got This Covered. So, Caleb. So, yes, it's a joke. Well, it's not, I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying a joke, but it is a joke. Like, I'm not cracking a joke it's an actual you're not you're not headline. logging off to go write this up oh no, hell no. that's just i cool. mean we got this covered said it's happening we need to get a whole spreadsheet 
of everything they've said in the last year just to like show how much of it's baloney. It's it's so bizarre. The, the whole digital landscape is switching in such a thing where now people can make things so vague that there's no way they're right or wrong. All right. Uh, let's see. Next on the list. Uh, I actually maybe did these out of order. Falcon and Winter Soldier is coming next fall. We got a poster for this. Uh, um. And yeah, we we talked about last week, Rhiannon, that it's going to have U.S. Agent and Sharon Carter. And uh, how are you? How are you feeling, Rhiannon, about Falcon and Winter Soldier? Oh, where's my list? Where's my list? So I can look at the numbers. Um, I let's say between five to ten. Let's put this one in the middle. I I I mean, I love me some Winter Soldier. I loved the banter between these two. I um. I'm excited about the U.S. Asian thing. There's just some other stuff that I think might, you know, we'll take up those top five. Adam is busy looking at his Twitter feed. I was, no. Oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I have that second to last. Really? I have that second to last. It's not... Whatever political thriller you can give us isn't going to come close to real life. I watch TV to escape from real life. I don't want to, right? It's just, with the casting and all this stuff we've heard, it feels like we already know the plot. You know, like I said last week, you know, we just assumed U.S. Agent was going to be um, cast, and he was. Um, I don't know. It's, it is what it is, you know? It, it feels like we've seen these two characters forever, and I'm just... I, I'm a lot more excited for for the completely new stuff. Yeah, it's all the way up on fourth on my list, just because I love Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan's chemistry, and we just we haven't got enough of it. Like, there's little scenes in Civil War where the two of them are great together, but I'm excited to get a full six hours of the two of them on screen, um, and just to kind of explore that relationship. And so that's, uh, to me, this is totally an actor-driven thing. Like, I'm just excited to see those two guys. I have a kick out of any time they do, like, media together and stuff. I just think they're fun. So that's kind of why I'm excited about that show. All right. I think next up would be uh, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh this one is one that in Charles uh, thread with people that commented on it was really high and really low for like a lot of people. It's like one or the other. Where are you guys at? Mm-hmm. Really high, like super, super high, like almost the highest, like uh, number two. Ah, now is this because you're harboring out hope that it'll have Iron Fist connections or just that no, you generally like that's it? that's not even, no, I do have a um, kind of headcanon on a theory that I think it's going to be about. Um, so, I'll, of course, I'll hate it once it doesn't come, come about. Um, but I totally, totally think we will get a dragon in this movie. And the version of Fin Fang Foom. That'll be awesome. It would. Plus, you know, Finn is um, connected to the Ten Rings, right? That's where I think that's where they draw their power from, or um, Finn Fang Foom's 
alien species or something. I'll have to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure that's where they draw their power from. Um, plus, uh, who who was on the uh, visual effects? Chris Townsend was on visual effects, and he's done a lot of the uh, cosmic stories for Marvel. Um, so I, I'm super, super excited. Did you say somewhere in the middle, Rhiannon? Yeah, I mean, there's stuff I'm much more excited about, but it's not... I mean, I think when we get done with this, you'll find that I put, like, everything in the middle. So if I had actually listed them out. But... I would say lower part of the middle, like seven to eleven. I had it in there at ninth, so it's yeah. I'm I'm excited uh, for them to try a new corner and to go w- with a new character. I think the thing that's hard to me for hard for me about this movie is I still feel like I have less of a like feel of the vibe of this movie than any other ones that they have in development, like. I kind of get the pitch for almost everything else they're working with, but I still, you know, I just still feel like this could be a lot of things. Like it could be more of a Kung Fu or like the raid or something like that. It could also be like a iron fisty mystical kind of thing. It could also, uh, be a continuation of some of the stuff we saw in Iron Man because of the 10 ring stuff. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of potential, but I don't know where it's going. So it's hard for me to get too pumped about something. I don't know what it's going to be, you know? Um, and it could be a combination of all of the above. You know, there, there was that theory that, um, Shang-Chi is an MI6 agent or whatever. Um, if they jump into this Dr. Strange mystically goodness, I am totally in. Speaking of mystical goodness, uh, WandaVision is the next one up. Uh, Rhiannon, other than Kevin Feige mispronouncing WandaVision, uh, where is this sitting on your excitement rank? Look, if they're not going to use my pronunciation, I'm going to put it like right at the bottom. Dude, all the way, number 14. WandaVision would have been like five and up. But WandaVision? No, I mean, and that's not... It's not even that, like, oh, there's anything wrong with it. It's just, it's a really competitive field. Something has to be at the bottom. I'm going to throw WandaVision there. So I put it all the way up at second. I'm so excited about this show at this point. Um, Somebody on Twitter had recorded the audio of the panel at D23 and then kind of recreated the sizzle clip that they did using that audio and old Dick Van Dyke episodes. Like they found the Dick Van Dyke episodes that were playing over the audio. Does that make sense? Yes. And it's incredible. Like the way that they're intercutting between like this idyllic 50s, 60s sitcom feel with something like more sinister and mysterious. I just think it's going to start out as very goofy madcap comedy and slowly there's just going to be these weird, terrifying things that like disturb you and go, what, what's going on here? This is not right. And it just feels like they're going to bring Tom King to life in a really great way. Even the poster that's like them on a couch. And then it's like the shadows is they're like superhero characters. I, I just, everything I like about this suggests it's going to be totally weird in a way that just really excites me. So. Plus, it is um, 
black and white. Did you see it? What's that? What was the black and white movie with uh, Tobey Maguire? Pleasantville? Pleasantville. Pleasantville is the one they're comparing it to. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, the poster is black and white until uh, the whole vision and Scarlet Witch. It's, it's their character and their immediate color. I don't know. It's as, uh, I mean, I always praise Tom King's vision run. It's one of my favorite comic runs of all time. Um, I have it seven right in the middle. I don't know. Like you said about Shang-Chi, I, I just I have no idea what the hell they're doing with it, man. All these special guest stars, right? I mean, uh, Monica Rambo and Jimmy Woo and uh, Darcy Lewis. Darcy was uh, the weirdest, weirdest thing. Right? Like, how how are they... How I don't know. How are they going to do this? I don't know. And there have been um, rumors. I don't know how founded they are, but that Adam Brashear could possibly show up in this show. It's it's bonkers. <laughs> this whole stuff bonkers. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just put it in the middle because I'm not super, super excited, nor am I... Um, terribly uninterested adam needs to see a costume so he can decide how he feels i do need to see the costumes right i mean are we getting vic shade uh you know are we going to um are they gonna make the kids you know what's what's the deal um okay we have a lot of lists what's next (laughs) yes we'll keep moving uh after that dark strange 2 one it is the highest rated movie on my list. It's right there. I'm I'm at three, but yeah, it's it's close. Yeah, I'm like between three and seven. I saw a tweet this week that Scott Derrickson was asked if this movie is going to be MCU scary or Scott Derrickson scary, and his answer was both. So half of everybody dies, and there'll be big explosions, and we'll be scared. To me, this goes right with WandaVision. I just... I love the idea that they are going to move into weirdness and like multiverse and people messing with reality and just kind of taking us on a, a different trip. I'm excited about all that kind of stuff. Uh, Loki is up next. Dead last. Top five. Dead last. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys obviously haven't gone stalking Tom Hiddleston recently. We haven't. We haven't been to Betrayal. Or whatever his show is. I'll show you my pictures. It, it's weird because I like Tom Hiddleston a lot. I just, I'm done with Loki. You know, we talk about characters like rotating out of the MCU. To me, he has had his day more than once. It's fine. I just don't need this again. It feels inconsequential to the main storyline. Like, I just... It's not that it's needed for me. It's that when we look at this whole, all of this list of upcoming movies, it's, you know, this whole new weird world with Vision, this this horror world with Doctor Strange, it's all these new characters with the Eternals, Miss Marvel, whatever, you know. New characters as we go into She-Hulk and Moon Knight and, and all these, Loki is the one thing that they've thrown on there that I'm like, Oh, I know exactly what that's going to be. Like, maybe I don't know the plot. Maybe I don't, you know, maybe it is going to be stuff that we've seen before. But it's just like the only thing that when I look at this list, I'm like, okay, I know I I have an idea what to expect here. And I know it's 
more of something that I like. It's the vanilla ice cream of the list. And I did see some people that did these rankings, like Thor 4 and Loki and Black Widow and Hawkeye. They were all at the like top of their list. And I'm like, oh, you're someone who likes something that you've already seen before. You know, like, oh, like yeah. there was a comfort factor, clearly. The one thing it does have going for it, though, is that, you know, depending on how WandaVision is, this is could very well be our first alternate timeline show, right? So it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that. I mean, are they going to somehow make Loki come back in time for Thor 4 or what have you? I don't know. It'd also be nice if they answer some of those Captain America, how did this all work, time travel what questions. Like, that would be good, I think. Can you imagine if they use the Tesseract for time travel? That's going to be a whole nother level of, uh, right? Yeah. All right, moving along. What if is coming out this summer, that summer? Uh, it's real low for me. It's 13th out of 14 for me. Yeah. It's, it's lower for me too. Yeah. And it's low cause it's just a, a competitive list. Yeah. For me, it's hard to get jazzed about something that's this inconsequential to the overall universe. Also, if they were being serious, is 23 episodes of this way too much? Maybe. I don't know. It's content. I just imagine it coming out in July and then like the next Christmas, I'm still like, oh yeah, I've got five of those left. Like, I don't know. With all these other shows being six or 10, like the idea of a 23 episode slog just feels like a lot. Maybe it's not for you. Hawkeye, I think is next. That's going to be my middle of the pack. Exactly the same. Like I'm excited about it. I, I, Let's go. Um, but it doesn't win the race for like the top five. Yeah, it's down at 11 for me. I don't know. Clint could have got off that cliff instead of Black Widow, and that would have been fine with me. Kate Bishop is saving that show from being at the bottom of my list. Yeah. And if it if that's great, I mean, that's good. I, I've never loved the Kate Bishop character just because I kind of have a... Uh, kind of have like a axe to grind against like younger different version you know like we've talked about this before there's like eight thousand hulks now and i just it just feels kind of derivative and so i don't know kate enough to be real excited about someone else called hawkeye that shoots arrows but all right uh i think that does there's one other movie that year what thor 4 is it thor 4 oh man that's already 2021 i guess so where's thor 4 Thor Love and Thunder. I have that way too low. I'm looking at my rankings and I have it at six. Um, but I'm way more excited than it at six. I don't know why I put it that low. Um, it should be like three. I don't know why I put it that low. I have it all the way down at 12 because I don't like... Because I don't like Natalie Portman. I just... That's not true. I like her fine and non... But like she has had so many shots... At sci-fi stuff, and she's terrible in it every time. Yeah, I'm putting it like three to seven for that same reason. I would, I would, yeah. If Taika makes Natalie Portman a compelling Thor, then this movie will be very highly ranked on my overall rank. Like, I will give Taika all the credit in the world. I just, I've not really enjoyed her as Jane Foster, and so 
I'd love to be proven wrong. I just that's the problem for me. I mean, you should already be giving him all the credit in the world after Ragnarok, but you're still not. I love Taika. Oh, I'm sure. No, the weird thing is, I I really do like him. I just I like some of his other movies better than I like Thor. Anyway. Um. All right, that brings us, I think, just to the three new ones. We'll do these quick. Moon Knight. Number four. Yes. Yes. Is that a number somewhere between something and something? Somewhere between one and three. One, two, yes, three. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I, I have hesitations over the Moon Knight show. I mean, I didn't get the chance to talk about it last week with you guys. Like... I I have a lot of feelings about these most recent announcements. Um, so it's not a definitive number one for me, but... Um, so is your concern the R-rated thing? Like it's just going to be too tame? No, no. Because I feel like you can have a really compelling... Um, I mean, you can go into a lot of those issues without showing somebody being decapitated or um, like showing graphic violence or obscenities i think um no i'm just uh with with all of these new shows they're based in new york um and they're kind of grounded so they kind of feel like they're recreating some shows in new york and all of that so i'm holding out a little bit on all three of these because like i want these shows in new york I want to, like, see this Marvel... I mean, it's not a coincidence that so many Marvel shows are in New York. Um, I don't know. Like, I have a lot of mixed feelings in that regard. Like, I don't want it too polished. I want I want these to be gritty. And if we're not getting our Netflix shows back, I want these to have somewhat of the same feel. And I'm worried that they won't. Remind me when the Daredevil blockade lifts. It'll lift November 2020. So if this show comes out in the middle of 2022, it's totally possible that Moon Knight could run across Matt Murdock? Sure. Sure. Uh, if we think if we think Feige can have Daredevil. Well, she can. I mean, it's not like he has, has to ask Jeff for permission, right? We still don't know how that works. <laughs> I wish we did. I'm surprised not a single damn person has asked. No one's ever asked them how... Call him up, Adam. I can't. I'm only supposed to use it for emergencies. And I've already used it on one because I had a breakdown about Iron Fist one night and I used blew it on one. So well, I don't know. call him up and use Caleb's voice. Call him up and use a fake voice. Like, Hello, I am Mickey Mouse. I have a question about Mr. Matt Murdock. I don't know. If that only, was a bad. Just, I wish, you know. I wish I had Jeff's number. I would text him all the time. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? So I had Moon Knight fifth. I mean, I'm excited about it. I uh, again, it's it's one that they can do a lot of fun genre stuff with. I think one thing that'll be interesting is how they differentiate it from Legion. Cause I think the risk here would be to make it look a lot like Legion looks. So see how that goes. All right. She Hulk. Very low. Not very low. 10. 
very high top five. Oh yeah, are you a She-Hulk fan, Rhiannon? I the little bit that I know and I've seen about She-Hulk, yeah, yeah, I'm a She-Hulk fan. We'll see. I haven't like studied up, but um, there again, she crosses over with Daredevil. She has like you know, um, she's an attorney. She's in New York. Um, now, if we get in New York and they're just creating a whole new New York, all of these shows could die in a fire. But uh, it will. But until then, I I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it's down at ten for me, but some of it is I just uh, I'm really interested how they do this. If they do full CGI and if they can do that well, and what the budget's going to look like. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it should be somewhat comedic. I worry that it's going to be too, you know, law showy. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and then finally, Miss Marvel. I'm excited. Uh, she's pretty high on my list. Opposite. Totally opposite. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's uh, not my, my cup of tea, I guess. Then again, I, you know, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a huge champions fan. That type of, I'm not hip, I guess. I'm sure the show's going to be lit, right? Or whatever the kids say, but I don't know. It's. Oh no. You just made me think that it would be like runaways. Oh no. It is, it is not, not my type, my of, type show, of show, I guess. It's number one on my list. I'm so excited about Miss Marvel. Are you Marvel. serious? Are you really? I love Miss Marvel so much. One of my all-time faves, so. Yeah, I mean, I just, um, I think it's the right place to put her. They need a good enough budget to make her powers not look stupid, which I guess G, uh, G. Wilson was worried about already this week. Um... But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll give her, it'll look good, but also she doesn't, I don't, a full TV show might be too much. I just love that it's, I hope that it's just quirky and they just do something very different. Miss Marvel, the comic has always rejected the need to go big and crazy. And so I'm very excited about something that's not. And I missed one, Black Panther 2. For me, it's right smack dab in the middle of the list. Yeah, right in the middle. Same Pretty. with the uh, currently released information, I should say. That's another one where we know so little about it, it's kind of hard to say. So, All right, I'm going to go check our mailbag real quick, see if we had any comments following the stuff. If you guys want to look at our Twitter, that'd be awesome. I'm scared to go to Twitter. Adam probably tweeted something nasty at me. I didn't. No, I deleted it. Sorry. Like all of Twitter, I just quit. No, yeah. Ooh, did Adam delete his Twitter.com? Uh, Is Adam have to update that? Huh? I totally forgot I had that. All right. Uh, on the website, Dave, my main annoyance with the Spidey deal breaking down is that Disney would only be trying to renegotiate this if they wanted to re-up and have a bunch of more movies planned. Um... At this, uh, so, and they would have brought us through to when, um, Tom Holland had been in a lot, a lot of movies in a long time. Instead, we're going to have Sony trying to fool the casual audience. The thing in Spidey three is still in the MCU, which is how they managed to get more bums on seats for Venom. There'll be loads of articles alluding to it being linked and theorizing about cameos. 
Um, it all, uh, let's see. Dude, Twitter's just full of people saying you guys are great. Makes me a little bit, you know. Jealous? Like, I go away a week, and Twitter's nothing but, it's this weeks like this past one that make me extremely grateful for your podcast. From Noel Tate. Uh, thanks, Noel. You know, weeks like last one. Uh, the guys on Marvel News Desk raised a good point. If the Avengers building was supposed to be called Baxter Building, okay. If Oscorp, yeah, then they'd have a that's problem. That's my biggest beef on it right now, actually. Which is so silly because they they didn't reference it at all in Far From Home. And it was totally a non-factor in Homecoming. But it's cool. It's fine. That's besides the point. My blood pressure is already too high. It can't get any higher. Mr. Media Podcast said he missed me. So, thanks! Uh, Preto on the website uh, feels like people give Kevin Feige too much credit for the work that happens on these movies. How many days do you think Feige actually spent on the Spider-Man set? I'm sure he was there a month or two. Nah, I don't think... You think? I think. I don't don't think that he's there on the movies. He's watching dailies. I'm sorry. At this point... Feige doing a read-through of your script? I mean, because what we've heard from the writers is that Feige reads the scripts, and then he's like, okay, but yeah, I want more. Okay, I want more. You know, like, encourages people to go in the right direction, and that's it. Like, it's not that he's running the show. It's that he's coaching the show. You know, you have a team of players out on a football field. Yeah, the coach, uh, uh, Belichick isn't out there running touchdowns and all of that, but Belichick makes teams. Yeah, you know, Feige is, I guess, the Belichick of Marvel Universe. Rhiannon, Patriots I'm gonna go and Marvel. Now. I'm so I'm happy. I'm so nauseous. I'm about to throw up. I'm, I'm nauseous. I'm like my my Fleur de Lee tattoo is like burning. <laughs> like I I I that that I'm gonna go vomit now. Uh, so, anyways, and Preto also was talking about a little bit about what we talked about about like Feige enjoyed doing Spider Man, but if he has to not use him anymore, that he'll be fine. Uh, Black Fire on the website is with Caleb. Sony says they've got this. They don't got this. And then Love Waffle. I love this. Um, Kristen Ritter as She-Hulk. Just do it. I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting suggestion, but Rhiannon says no. Yeah, there are plenty of women out there that, that can cover these roles. Give a new woman a chance. I do like the Rosario Dawson fan cast, though. I would be fine with Rosario. She wasn't a lead. But Rosa- but I wanted to be in New York. And well, uh, Rosario is dating Cory Booker. Maybe she wants to spend some more time on the East Coast. That's what I was going to say. You know how crazy it would be if she was She-Hulk and her boyfriend was president? Yeah. I was trying to make some kind of joke with Miss Marvel in New Jersey and all that, but I just it wasn't for men, so... He's from New Jersey, right? Yeah. 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 He, uh, um, um, Newark. Newark, Newark right? Yeah. No, he's from Newark. 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 Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the pod. Uh, we appreciate it every week. Uh, just appreciate you guys listening and supporting. Uh, we've got the Patreon, patreon.com slash Marvel News Desk. We've got Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Uh, feel free to comment with us on the website or via Twitter or whatever. Uh, we love talking to you and, uh, talking marvel stuff so uh we'll be back next week i don't know what we'll talk about but we'll be back and we'll see you then